This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today, Regina-based Protein Industries Canada announces a $15 million project to use prairie protein from canola and peas to develop seafood alternatives. SAS Pork says it will take advantage of a federal program to fight an outbreak of African swine fever if it occurs in Canada. The Commons Agriculture Committee looks at food security. Real Agriculture has a look at the next green revolution. And the farm weather is in its usual spot. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director, Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. Regina-based Protein Industries Canada has announced a multi-million dollar project to turn prairie crops into seafood alternatives. Protein Industries Chief Technical Officer Megan Gervais says three BC-based companies are involved in the research and development of using peas and canola protein as a substitute for traditional seafood. In partnership with Conscious Foods, Merit Functional Foods, and Canadian Pacifico Seaweeds, an investment into the development of a new line of plant-based seafood alternatives. So what's it made from? So the, the products will be made of a variety of Canadian ingredients, but the one that we're particularly interested in is Canadian plant protein. So coming from Merit's pea and canola protein products that have been developed in, in Western Canada. So what's the value of the investment? So the total project value is it's a $15.3 million project overall, and Protein Industries Canada is committing uh, roughly $5.5 million into the project. So when do you hope to see this seafood alternative made of prairie protein? So the the companies are already, um, I would say, you know, they've really progressed in their development of these products. And they're certainly rolling out some demonstration sort of level samples of the product. I'm not sure what the commercial timeline will be, but I think that they are, you know, moving toward commercial availability of some of their products out in specific markets. So this is a project where we do see that there will be, you know, sort of projects products on the shelf in a fairly short turnaround time. The companies are, are really working toward a commercial launch of the products that they're developing in this project. So in the near future, it sounds like. Yeah, that's correct, yeah. So this is a plant-based seafood alternative. Do we have a name for it? Is like, is it like a hamburger? We got a veggie burger. What, a, <laughs> what, do, what do we call it? Do we call it a salmon protein burger or what do we call it? Yeah, so this is really, they're looking at a range of different seafood alternative products that'll be available in the grocery store freezer section. And so it's not sort of one type of product that they're working on, but it's a whole line of different products that would include types of seaweed that you would, would typically see kind of in your freezer aisle. So it's a range of different products and they are are working toward expansion through North American markets and really further out into other markets as well. Can you give me some examples of what we're talking about? Which kind of fish or what it is? 
Yeah, so the products that they're working on will be think innovations in the grocery freezer aisle. And so looking at things like delicious plant-based sushi, so sort of full products that you might order on a restaurant menu, but made out of plant-based ingredients. So I think the sushi is the one that they're really highlighting right now. Did I ask you what which kind of proteins, what, what plants they're going to use that's grown on the prairies? Yeah, they're the key ingredient or sort of an important ingredient in the matrix that they're using is coming from merit functional foods. And they're looking at, as far as I know, both the pea and canola protein that Merit is working with. And then interesting other ingredient that's coming into this product is from Canadian Pacifico seaweed. And so they're bringing sort of seaweed ingredients into this as well, which will help to give the product sort of that familiar taste and experience that you might find from a, a typical sushi product. What does this mean for Saskatchewan farmers? So, you know, this is another example of a project that will create new market demand for for canola and for pea protein that is grown and processed here on the prairies. And so they're taking the protein ingredients that are being extracted and, and produced here in Western Canada and formulating it really into a product that any consumer can buy off the grocery store shelf. So a new opportunity to use these plant proteins in an application that we haven't haven't necessarily seen before. Megan Gervais is the Chief Technical Officer for Regina-based Protein Industry. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6 Inch Eavestroffs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavestroffs.ca and your Prairie Co-op Grow Team. Fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. The manager of Sask Pork welcomes Ottawa's $23 million support program to battle African swine fever. Mark Ferguson says the deadly disease has spread across parts of Asia, Europe and the Caribbean, but has not been found in Canada. Well, certainly we will be applying. We're, we're just going over the program, you know, materials at this point and, and trying to understand, you know, what, what we might be able to use them for at this point. But African swine fever is one of the most serious threats to our industry. What we've seen when countries around the world do, uh, do get African swine fever is that it really restricts their exports. Most countries don't want to import meat from a positive country. So Canada exports about 70% of our, our pork that we produce here. So it is a serious threat to, to Canada and this new program and money from the federal government is definitely appreciated. I understand it's not a food safety issue, it's just it's a deadly disease, and that's why countries won't trade with or wouldn't buy our product. Yeah, it's a reportable disease similar to foot and mouth, so it's something that if there ever is a case in, in Canada or in any country around the world for that matter, it needs to be, uh, to be reported to the government of that country and then to the, uh, to the OIE. And so it's being taken very seriously. It is, it's a disease that's actually transported around the world in pork or meat products. And so it, it doesn't move very quickly, but it is something that every country wants to keep out of their, out of their borders, basically. So keeping it out, I, th- I think it starts at our, at our border crossings in terms of preparedness. It's keeping infected pork out products out of Canada. And so they've got, they're doing quite a few things, but one of the interesting things they do is the sniffer dogs at airports. And they are, are detector dogs that if, if someone has pork in their bag that they've illegally brought into Canada, they, they detect it. And that's one of the most serious risks is food products coming from infected countries. How would you use this federal funds, these federal funds, or is it too early to say? 
Well, it's a bit too early to say yet. They've, they've just announced the program and we'll be having some sessions with federal and provincial governments to understand the uh, how the program will work and what it can be used for. But we understand some of the areas are research to, into how to deal with, with an outbreak, also welfare slaughter and disposal. So if, if we do get an ASF outbreak in Canada, we're going to have surplus hogs. So it's dealing with with that inventory and figuring out different methods to uh, safely and effectively um, have those hogs that can't go into the food market and humanely uh, remove them. And so those are a few of the ways. And, and the other one that's going to be important for Saskatchewan is our, is our wild boar population. In especially Europe, where they do have wild boar, when ASF gets into that wild boar population, it's it's really hard to remove it because you don't know exactly where they are. And so we understand there's a section in this program for support for different provinces and organizations to control and eradicate wild boar. So we'll be exploring that avenue as well. Sask Park held its annual conference yesterday in Saskatoon. What area, what came out of it? Well, we, it was a two-day program and we had speakers from around the world showcasing new technology in pork production and market updates and things like that. So it was really well attended. We had what I understand is close to 300 producers and people in the industry attend. And so I think everybody took home something interesting from that. And it was it was our first time meeting in person since the the pandemic. And it was really good to see uh, see everyone and share a meal and do that networking that we we surely miss during the pandemic. Mark Ferguson is the general manager of Sask Pork. The federal funding is designed to support projects like biosecurity improvements, wild pig management, improving existing abattoirs, and swine fever research projects. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. I'm joined right now by John Stackhouse. He is Senior Vice President in the Office of the CEO at the Royal Bank of Canada. John, the RBC uh, put out a report here in the last couple of weeks, uh, really, really grabbing some attention in agriculture circles in Canada and, and beyond. Uh, talking about the next green revolution, how does Canada produce more food with less emissions? Some pretty ambitious goals from your perspective. I, I guess when we talk about the next green revolution, John, John what are we talking about from a Practicality. What does that actually mean when rubber hits the road? It means seeing the opportunity of a green revolution in the climate sphere. So most of your listeners, I hope, will remember at least the benefits of the last green revolution, uh, which was largely about inputs, but also practices and led to enormous productivity gains over the last 50, 60 years. And Canada has reaped the benefits of that. Uh, agriculture is a major driver of economic productivity, of exports, and of uh, economic economic growth. We think there's the same opportunity now in the climate space for agriculture to lead Canada's 
economic transformation over the next coming decades. Uh, this is going to require an acceleration of many of the practices already in place, uh, but also it requires us to seek new technologies and to scale technologies that are out there, but not uh, at, at, at sufficient scale to ensure that Canada is the world leader in low emissions commodities and food for ourselves, but also for a growing, hungry, and unfortunately divided world. You mentioned that based on the, the system, the production system that Canada has, has had, and you were kind of alluding to this, it's it's become somewhat uh, reliant or, you know, I guess susceptible to, you know, changing weather patterns, geopolitical unrest, and also cheap inputs. How, how does the move to, you know, taking advantage of this, this next great green revolution, how does it mitigate those things? How does it, how do we, how do we become re- less reliant or less susceptible to those things based on the ideas of, of what some call regenerative agriculture? Yeah, this is, uh, our, our report does focus on regenerative agriculture, but also looks at other, other opportunities, including, uh, ag tech. But for farmers, for food producers, and for Canadians in, in, in general, we think it's important to think through the opportunities that this coming, uh, climate revolution, if I can call it that, uh, presents for agriculture. Um, first of all, it should allow us and help us move up the value chain. The more we can produce low emissions food products and commodities for the world, the higher value uh, we, we, will, uh, we will get for that as an exporting nation. This is not easy, but it will also lead to more efficiencies uh, at the farm level. There's going to be a requirement for initial investments, and we talk about how the public through governments uh, should be uh, assuming some of the risk for that. But once those investments are made in technologies and practices such as uh, Regen Ag, the efficiency gains are there for uh, for producers, lower costs. And then thirdly, we think there's new economic streams for farmers as land stewards. One of the great, great, great opportunities for Canada um, which we hope this report opens more people's eyes to, is seeing the imperative to use our land and soil to continue to capture greenhouse gas emissions and to reward farmers for, 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 for doing that and stewarding the land. Uh, now, tens of thousands of Canadian farmers are already doing this. Some are deriving an economic benefit from it, but not many. So, how do we set up financial mechanisms through carbon credits or other financial tools to ensure that capital flows to the land stewards, i.e. the farmers who, uh, who are doing that for themselves, but also for, for the public good. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devon at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Periods of light snow today, they will end this afternoon, then clearing sky. 
Local blowing snow. Wind northwest 40 gusting to 60. The high minus 11 with temperature falling to minus 14 this afternoon. The wind chill near minus 24 today. The low minus 18 with the temperature rising to minus 13 by tomorrow morning. Friday's outlook mainly cloudy. 30% chance of light snow. Wind northwest 40 gusting to 60. The high minus 7. The low minus 11. Saturday partly cloudy with a high minus 6, the low minus 12. Sunday sunny, the high minus 2, the low minus 7. Monday cloudy, the high minus 3, the low minus 8. Tuesday partly cloudy with a high minus 1, 40% chance of evening flurries, the low minus 8. Wednesday cloudy, 30% chance of flurries, the high minus 5. Normal high for this date, minus 2, the normal low is minus 13. The sun rose at 8.16 this morning. It sets at 5.11 tonight. And currently, the hot spot, and this is a reversal from yesterday when the southwest corner was the hot spot and the north was the cold spot. Today, we have the hot spot, Uranium City, way north. Minus 9, the cold spot in the southwest corner, minus 17 in Cypress Hills. Estevan is minus 12, Saskatoon, Swift Current, Weyburn, minus 13, Yorkton, also minus 12. In Regina, snow and blowing snow, it's minus 14, that's 8 Fahrenheit, 8 above. Winds are from the north-northwest, 34, gusting to 49. Humidity is 75%, the barometric pressure rising, 103.9. Blowing snow in Moose Jaw, minus 13, winds are from the northwest at 30, gusting to 41. Once again, Regina, pretty well overcast, snow and blowing snow, it's minus 14, that's 8 Fahrenheit. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada. Before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils, maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director, Kim Smalley. And it's time now for Countdown to Agribition, brought to you by Conexus Credit Union and 2S Auctioneers. Show your Conexus card for free admission to the Canadian Western Agribition. The annual Livestock and Trade Show opens in Regina Monday, November 28th. President Kim Hextall of Grenfell is hoping attendance will reach over 120,000 people for the six-day show. She adds a trade show is a key part of Agribition. It certainly is. Uh, I had a good visit with our trade show manager last week, and uh, she's seeing uh, some new people coming into the trade show, so that's always exciting that you have new faces there, and people will have some different things to see that maybe they haven't seen before. Now, tell me about your farm, Kim. You farm at Grenfell. How yes, big, we how, do. How, how big a head do you have? Uh, we've got about 375 cows, and we run both that's purebred and commercial combined. So we've got an Angus herd, black Angus herd, and uh, we will have bee exhibiting as well in the yards part of the agribition. Kim Hextall is the president of Canadian Western Agribition, which runs Monday, November 28th to Saturday, December 3rd. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. 
Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. One of the key issues the Commons Agriculture Committee is reviewing is global food security. It's become an increasingly important issue around the world, including in Canada. A recent report suggested 1.5 million Canadians accessed a food bank this past March. The focus for the committee is how to create the right climate for Canadian farmers to continue to do what they do best, grow crops and raise livestock to feed a hungry world. Alastair McGregor, the new Democrat member on the committee, posed this question to Dave Carey, a vice president with the Canola Growers Association. In addition to for our management, um, a lot of farmers are also leading the way with ecological intensification. They're really paying attention to the soil microbiology. They're paying attention to um, trying to mimic nature as closely as possible. Um, how can the federal government try to put those farmers who are leading the way up on a pedestal to, to really try and get more of their compatriots and comrades to adopt the same practices. Absolutely. I mean, even if you look back two generations, when it came to weed control, it was you plowed the land, you tilled the land, you plowed the land, you had, you know, anytime you had a drought, you had soil and dust flying everywhere. Um, I think when it comes to the reality is that we need to make smart, sensible federal agriculture policies that allow farmers to be innovative and competitive on farm because the cost of actually of doing the things that we're speaking out here are incredibly expensive. For example, the cost of uh, a precision agriculture drill, which when you're planting, you can plant your seed right into the stubble from last year. You're not tilling it up. You can plant your seed, which has been treated with the pesticide, so you're not spraying, and you can apply your fertilizer at the exact same time. So one pass of diesel, that the cost of that is about $600,000. Uh, our vice chair is with us from, from uh, Central Alberta Farms, 5,000 acres. His fertilizer bill in 2020 was 316000 This year it was 670000 He anticipates next year to be over seven hundred. As an example of that, he's being as judicious with his use of that as possible. That's Dave Carey. He's with the Canola Growers Association appearing before the Commons Agriculture Committee this week to speak about global food. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small-town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com The federal government will be providing more than $1.7 billion to Canada's farm supply management sector for impacts from the Canada-U.S.-Mexico trade deal. Ottawa said today dairy, poultry and egg processors and producers will share the funds to be able to make key investments and improve their operations to be even more productive and sustainable. The federal government says it will invest up to $105 million to support investments in dairy, poultry and egg processing plants, bringing the total support for processors to $498 million. Starting next year, Ottawa will invest up to $300 million in a new program into large-scale projects to add value to solids, non-fat. That's a byproduct of milk processing. Dairy producers will receive funding up to $1.2 billion over six years. The total compensation could reach $2.95 billion, plus $250 million under the Dairy Farm Investment. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tallman has been your trusted building materials supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tallman in Regina and Fort Capel.
Grain prices were showing downward pressure in early trading. Viterra prices for canola dropped 380 at 839.52. One red spring wheat went down 51 cents at 427.63. The rest were unchanged. Durham 498.50. Feed barley 362.87. Chickpeas 925.95. Flax 742.98. Lentils 749.55. Oats 279.32. Yellow peas 469.08. And feed wheat 289.56. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for December for 13 and a quarter cents at 952 and a quarter. It's the Livestock Reports on the Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn at 842-4574. Now, the latest Livestock Quotes. Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Mark Report for Wednesday, November the 16th sale. A huge run here yesterday. Just a thank you to all the staff at Heartland for putting in three long days here. A job well done to you all. Twenty-nine fifty in the short. We had 650 cows and bulls. Never had that for a while. A total of 3,600 head for the day. With the abundance of cows moving across the country, the market was 4 to 5 lower. D1, D2 cows, 80 to 90. D3 cows, 70 to 80. Cows are averaging 77 cents. Good bulls, 120 to 130. Sales to 132. The bulls are averaging 119. On to the pre-sale. Lots of feeder cattle at every market selling under pressure to lower here. On the steer side, 425-pound red Angus steers, 312. 500 pounders, 301, 575 pound steers, 276, 650s at 258, my favorite pen, 710 pound tan steers, 251, 800 pound red black exotic steers, they topped out at 243, 850 pound steers, 226, on the heifer side, 425 pound heifers, 230, 500 pounders, 246, 575 pound heifers, 222, 650s, 216, 710 pound heifers, 212, 800-pounders at 208. Still some yearlings coming to town here. 975-pound yearling steers at 222. A big group of yearling heifers. There was 54 of them weighing 1,070 pounds. They topped out at 192.50. That comes out to $2,059 for them. Highlight of the morning for me, a package of 400-pound tan heifers at 252. This Friday, November 18th, sheep, lamb, goat sale receiving today from 12 to 8 and right up until sale time on Friday. There is no horse sale. Our first bread cow and heifer sale is Friday, November 25th. The sale is full. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. The Livestock Quotes brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. And today's Saskatchewan pork prices, we are at $212.85 per CKG. That's both Brandon and Moose Jaw plants. Coming up, the results. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's June Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. And brought to you by Western Ag Professional Agronomy. Grocery giants, including Loblaws, are saying food suppliers are continuing to pass along new cost increases. They say it's a sign that food prices will remain high into next year. That news comes as both companies posted higher quarterly sales and profits. Canadian grocers are being criticized for recording strong profits as record high food inflation forces many people to change their grocery shopping lists or turn to food banks. The competition watchdog is looking into whether high concentration in the grocery sector is contributing to rising food costs.
Grocery prices rose at a slower rate last month, but gas prices climbed. As a result, the inflation rate held steady at 6.9%. Economists say inflation is trending in the right direction. Stats Canada says higher mortgage interest costs also put upward pressure on inflation. On the markets today, the TSX is down 212 points to 19,746. The Dow has fallen 170 points to 33,383. Oil has fallen $3.35 at 81.65 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 74.90 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon. This is Extra. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything A. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.